0: and to strengthen your daily walk with Jesus Christ. Living life
1: for Christ, she's a happy girl.
0: We just published our 200th podcast here at Woman at the Well Ministries, and it is time to reintroduce you to our ministry. In this episode of the Woman at the Well Ministries podcast, join Kim Miller and Erica Close as we discuss how Woman at the Well Ministries got its name. Well, thank you all so much for joining us in this podcast of Woman at the Well Ministries. I am Erica Close, and I am here along with Kim Miller. Hello,
1: and thank you so much for listening to us and Having the desire to grow closer to the Lord, it is such a privilege and a blessing to be used of Him, and you will never know what it means to us that you choose to spend time with us on a regular basis.
0: So we're really excited. As I said in the introduction, we have just published our 200th podcast, and that is no small thing, and it is definitely something that we need to celebrate. So our way of celebrating is to just take an opportunity to share a little bit about our hearts and to share a little bit about how Woman at the Well Ministries got its name, but the amazing work of the Lord that went into that. Because in the same way the Woman at the Well Ministries got its name, it's just evidence of how the Lord works in our lives. And so let's start with the point of why we're here. So I'd like to just read out of Matthew chapter 28, verses 19 and 20. We read, go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. Amen. I love that. I feel like we could just have a podcast about that verse right there, but we really are going to talk about how we got our name. But I love this verse for so many reasons, because it lets us know that people have to be taught about Jesus. The message has to go out from person to person, and people have to be taught about him. They can see him in his creation. They can hear him in the whispers of the Holy Spirit, but people need to be taught as well. And thankfully, as that happens, Jesus is with us through all that teaching. All right, so, Kim, if I could just ask you one question uh, to kick this off. Who is Woman at the Well Ministries for? Woman at the Well Ministries is
1: for everyone. It's for the young, the old, and everyone in between. It's for women, and it's for men. And that often is something that gets overlooked because of the title being Woman at the Well Ministries. The title of Woman at the Well Ministries is a reflection of the fact that everybody must come to Jesus as the woman at the well came to Jesus. They have to come empty and be filled with Jesus Christ because they're willing to change from their ways, to turn away from their sins, and to follow after the one true living God who will fill you to overflowing, and you will never
0: thirst again. Amen. There's a message right there. So uh, one of the things that I think is so exciting um, is how long Women at the Well Ministries has been around. Well, we've been around officially for 20 years this past
1: August, so August of 2003, We uh, were established, in fact, uh, a fun fact is we established the day of my oldest sister's birthday, so August the 26th of 2003.
0: It's helpful to remember that, right? We always know that because it's a birthday. It's very helpful for me. Yep, it's helpful. And um, for those of you that um, may not know, we we started on the radio, and we have been on the radio all over the world, which is, you know, evidenced. I always laugh sometimes when I look at our, our Facebook page and our followers, and where people are from on our Facebook page, because they're from all over the world. And as we have now moved into this podcast format, again, we get to see where people download our podcasts, and people are downloading them from all over the world. And it just gives me incredible joy, especially if we go back to the Great Commission that we read about in Matthew, right? The whole world.
1: I feel very strongly that that should give all of our listeners great hope, Because I am a normal individual who lives in Milton, West Virginia, whose voice for God is heard all over the world. And that certainly isn't anything that I have done. It is completely what he has and continues to do. He takes this goofy little personality and he fills it with him and he allows me to be the mouthpiece for the words he has for others. And I simply am a conduit that opens up and says, Lord, hear am I, send me.
0: Amen. All right. Well, the real reason we're here today is to talk about how Woman at the Well Ministries got its name and why we are called Woman at the Well Ministries.
1: Well, I'm excited to tell you the story of the name for Woman at the Well Ministries. But I first want you to hear, because this is integral to the story of how we get our name is that when you were speaking earlier in the podcast about how people learn of Jesus because they are taught, I am a prime example of one who was poured into and taught not just infrequently or not just every now and then, but daily and moment by moment by my family and especially my parents. My mom and dad purposed in their heart to teach me about jesus not just to know of him but to actually know him to understand his character and to understand how he responds and to know his promises and to have a personal intimate relationship with him so again this should give you hope Parents who are pouring into your children, grandparents who are pouring into your grandchildren, even if they may look like they're not hearing or understanding, which I'm certain on many occasions that was me, they are hearing it, and the Lord is planting the seeds, and you are watering it, and he will bring it forth. So Woman at the Wow Ministries got its name because of a continual story that my daddy was always telling me. And it it's found in John chapter 4, and it is the woman at the well. And my entire life, my dad had the story for me from a young age. And many times a week, he would tell me about the woman at the well, and he would explain to me how she w- would go and come to Jesus but that she came seeking to be filled. And the reason she was filled is because Jesus chose to be there waiting on her. And I believe, or actually I am certain, that the reason he chose this particular story or account out of the Bible for me was that I was so completely concerned with my reputation and not letting sin get in my life or sin get on me, which is a noble and good goal. But it also was so important to me that I was rendering myself useless because I wasn't going to go and speak and hang around and talk to individuals who didn't know the Lord or who were living contrary to what the Bible said they would. And so I often, it wasn't that I felt better than them, and maybe somewhere deep in my heart I did, but it was really because I just didn't want anyone to think that I was doing these sinful, wicked things or that I was part of that crowd or that I believed it was okay. But my dad would constantly talk to me about how Jesus went out of his way and how he put himself in harm's way to be able to be sitting at the well when the woman came. And if you know anything about the story, you know that the woman was a woman of ill repute. And that she had five husbands and the person she was currently living with wasn't the husband she had. She was coming at noonday because she was extremely ashamed of her life. And people around her would have ridiculed her and judged her very much like I was doing in my heart and in my mind. And so from a very early age... My dad was always talking about the woman at the well, always talking about Jesus' compassion, always talking about his purpose was to give love and to give the gospel, and that he went where people needed him, and that he didn't care about the surrounding environment, or he didn't care what other people looking on thought, because he would always remind me, that Jews and Samaritans weren't friends. And so for Jesus to come and sit with a Samaritan would mean that he was hanging out with so-called the wrong crowd. And there were many, many lessons that would come over and over and over through the course of my life that... I would learn from the woman at the well as my dad would be going, and I would be going to the grocery store or out to practice tennis, or we were just hanging out. He would find these incredible opportunities to open the door to talk to me about the woman at the well. And so one time in high school, and I was so blessed, perhaps you might call it spoiled, (laughs) but... My dad drove me to school nearly every day of my schooling, from uh, first grade to 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 graduating high school and one particular day, and I remember it like it was yesterday, Erica, he was driving me to school, and it was probably less than a ten minute commute. It wasn't very far, but we would talk about the Bible, maybe we would talk about um, the latest sports scores or we would just talk about how much we loved each other, or maybe we'd talk about how much we loved my mom and something wonderful she had done for us for breakfast or in Bible study time in the morning before we went to school. And, yes, we had Bible study every morning before I left for school. But we were in the car this time, and he chose to talk about the woman at the well. And he was telling me about how Jesus wasn't ashamed to be seen with people of all races, of all character, and of all reputation. Because when Jesus meets with you, he meets with you because he loves you for who you are, not for what you've done, what you can do, or what you will do. He loves you because he loves you. And so as we got to the front of the school where I was going to hop out as I had done so many times before, and I opened the door to get out, and I stepped out, and I turned to say, I love you, Daddy. Thanks a bunch for bringing me to school. I'll see you this evening. Can't wait to tell you what's happened today, which was a common event. When I turned to tell him I loved him, he turned towards me, and he said, Kim, me, because they call me Kimmy, Kimmy, if God had sent you to the woman at the well, where would she be today? And there was silence. As I shut the door and turned to walk away, all I could hear in my heart and my mind was, if God had sent you to the woman at the well, where would she be today? So I walked through the hallways, went to the locker, did all I needed to do, and I continued through the morning to think about this on and off. But I knew what my dad was asking me. I knew my dad was asking me to search my soul and to see if my reputation and the things that were important to me and my conveniences and my uh, pride in my heart to be known as this godly good girl that was quickly becoming useless for anybody other than somebody who was churched. I knew what he was asking me was, is that how God would have you to be? Is that who you're supposed to be reaching? What about the one that really needs Jesus? The one who needs to know why it is that you live like you live. What about the woman at the well? Well, I didn't make it through school that whole day. I left at lunch. I called. He came and got me. My heart was stirred. My mind was flying. And I knew that I needed to have another conversation, this time with my mom and dad, about what he really was asking. And I believe in some ways that the Lord was using my dad to really bring home this message. I'm not sure that my dad in any way knew that it was going to affect me the way it did mentally or emotionally for that moment, but it really wasn't my dad. It was the Holy Spirit convicting me, and God had used the very person who had taught me so much about Jesus to be able to reach me so that God could change me. And at that moment in time, as we were sitting around the kitchen table, and we began to speak of the woman at the well again, I realized that God would have sent others perhaps, but I would have missed the blessing of being the one to be used of God, to go where someone else was and bring them to where I was. That's what Jesus was always doing. He was going to the lost, the unloved, the unclean, the forgotten, and the forsaken. And he was bringing them to where he was, and he was changing them and transforming them. And I learned at that moment that my job in life was to go get the ones that everybody else had forsaken, that the devil had beaten and along with those who were seemingly okay, but that everybody had to come to Jesus like the woman at the well did because they were undone and they were unclean, regardless of their social status, regardless of their habits, regardless of their morals, regardless of their integrity. None of that really mattered. It was, do they believe in Jesus Christ? And have they given their life to Jesus? And have they accepted his free gift of salvation and allowed him to come in and cleanse us. Cleanse us. I had realized at that moment that I came to Jesus exactly like the woman at the well, even though if you look at me on the outside at that time, I looked like I hadn't done any of those things, and I hadn't sinned as she did, but I had sinned because I had not lived the life that Christ had lived, and I had not done what he asked me to do. And so what I realized was that outward appearances and moral walks isn't what Jesus is talking about. He's talking about a personal relationship with him. And when you have that personal relationship, then you will clearly follow and obey. And he will clean you up. Because the woman at the well leaves him filled to never thirst again, and she walks out saying, come see a man who showed me all things ever I did. Is not this the Christ? And so many years passed, and I still heard that from time to time, old habits die hard, and my parents were really molding me and making me into what I believe God has called me to today. But I found myself one crisp cold fall, sitting at the bedside of my dad. And he was in his last few hours of life. And by the grace and miraculous mercy of God, he could talk to us. And everyone left the room, and it was just me and daddy. And he looked up at me, and once again, he told me about the woman at the well. Only this time was tears in his eyes and, as always, amazing love in his voice. He said, Kimmy, it's okay. You get it. You've got it right. It wasn't long after that that he passed away. A conversation I've never forgotten And I pray to God I never do. I've continued to dig and to stay rooted and grounded in John chapter 4, trying to never forget who the woman at the well was. And so what seemed like forever after that was just a few years. I had an opportunity to fill in for someone on the radio And God was there, and God had opened the door, and it was incredibly successful because of his touch upon that. And when I walked out of the studio, the people in the studio were like, you really need to have a ministry, you really need to have a program. And I was so overwhelmed, and and I really didn't know what I had just seen happen, and I was trying to process everything. And as I was walking out of the studio door, The man says to me, you have to have a name. You can't be on the radio without a name. There are a few other things you have to have too, but he said, without a name. And he said, so be thinking about what the name will be. And I turned around within seconds and said, it's Woman at the Well Ministries, because that name had been chosen decades before. So when you see Woman at the Well Ministries, look past the gender and see the purpose. Because our purpose is to bring Jesus to all people. Because we all must come to Jesus as the woman at the well came to Jesus.
0: And that's why we are Woman at the Well Ministries. Thank you so much. I know the story. But sitting across from you and listening to the story and watching you tell the story, gave me as much joy as I believe it gave all those that are listening. So you said that you continued to spend a lot of time in John chapter 4. If there was one takeaway, one verse, one part of John chapter 4 that just sticks with you, that you always go back to, what would it be?
1: John four twenty nine, Come see a man which told me all things ever I did is not this, the Christ. When I see that verse, I'm inspired and motivated to tell all people what Jesus did for me. And I am confident he'll do that very thing for them because he looks beyond our fault. And sees our need. And my purpose in life has always been, come see a man. I want my life to show others Jesus. I want to reveal his love, his grace, and his mercy through my words, my actions, and my heart's desire.
0: Amen, amen. If I look at, when I look at John chapter 4, I think that one of the verses that always just jumps at me is 4-4, where it says, and he must needs go through samaria right because he that was unsafe right it was unsafe the disciples were trying to get him to not go that way but he must needs go that phrase must needs go just thrills me to my soul because as much as he must needs go to get to that woman at that well he had to to go to get to where I was the day I understood and I had my divine appointment with Jesus. Amen. Right? Hallelujah. He had to go to be where you were for your divine appointment. And he had to be there for the divine appointment that everyone that is listening, if they have come to know him as Savior, has had. And if you haven't known Jesus as your Savior yet, he's there and he must needs go. To be in a place so that you can hear it from him in your heart and get it on that particular day, on that particular divine appointment. He's there waiting. And if I
1: learned anything from the countless hours, if you add up all the moments we spoke, with my mom and dad about woman at the well, woman at the will, if we added up all those moments, what I have learned is that sometimes you have to go where you are uncomfortable, unwanted, and unsure. But when we put our faith and trust in him, we'll be fully confident, completely sure, and he will make a way.
0: Well, thank you for joining us in this podcast of Women at the Well Ministries. Remember that you are loved. And Jesus loves you. Thank you for joining us in today's podcast. You can visit the show notes for quotes from today's podcast and scripture references. We pray today has been a blessing, and we encourage you to reach out to us through our app, our website, or our Facebook page. You can find our app by searching for Woman at the Well Ministries in your app store or through our website at watwm.org. We're on Facebook at facebook.com watwm. If you visit our website, you'll be able to subscribe to Bible Bits, a daily devotion written by Kim and delivered Monday through Friday by text message. Woman at the Well Ministries is a nonprofit organization dedicated to serving our Heavenly Father. And it is through your loving and generous support that our ministry continues to bless others. To learn how to partner with Woman at the Well Ministries, please visit our website. Thank you to the Gospel Group Fudge Creek for letting us use their hit song, Happy Girl. We greatly appreciate your prayers. We are praying daily for our listeners. Remember that God loves you. You are loved.